Welcome to the First Right Podcast, a weekly conservative news show brought to you by Restoration Pack. I'm Doug Truax, founder and president of Restoration Pack. Today, we are privileged to be joined by a veteran political expert from Pennsylvania. His name is Dave Latour. Dave is the founder of Latour Communications and radio host of Latour Live. Dave will be helping us analyze brand new poll results from the crucial swing state of Pennsylvania. Hi, Dave. How's it going? Hey, Doug. How are you? Thanks for having me on your show. Yeah, of course. Thanks for being on. Why don't you go ahead and just give us a quick background on yourself and what you've done and get us up to speed on where you are now? Sure. I've, I've been involved in politics in Pennsylvania since I was a little kid, slapping bumper stickers on state reps, uh, state rep cars, doing fundraisers. Uh, ended up uh, being a journalist covering Harrisburg for close to a decade for a number of different um, media outlets. And then I went to work for former Republican Governor Tom Ridge in his press office, became press secretary to his successor, uh, Governor Mark Schweiker, and uh, then opened my own PR shop after my our term in government ended and have really been involved in public affairs and politics in Pennsylvania for longer than I can remember. All right. Very active guy. Like to hear that. So good stuff. Well, thanks for all you've done. You know, we're all out there sure. swinging away. Right. So. Right. OK, well, let's get to the poll that we want to talk about. So um, big change from May. Uh, we had uh, Trump up five in our poll in May and now he's down 12. And so obviously uh, we've got civil unrest going on. We've got the George Floyd case in Minnesota. A lot to talk about here, but just give us your quick, uh, quick first reaction to the poll now that you've looked at it. Well, I'm not surprised, quite frankly. Uh, I, I think the stars have lined against President Trump in many ways. Uh, he had one of the strongest economies in recent American history, at least. And then you hit a pandemic and a, a nationwide lockdown and then civil unrest. And the next thing you know, he's down 12 points in a battleground state. I'm really not surprised. Uh, I don't, quite frankly, I, I think polls right now, while are important guide points because they allow campaigns to pivot, we're by no means even close to the final stretch in late October, November, where I think things are just going to be insane here in Pennsylvania. I just already look at 2020 and think to myself, wow, what a year, you know, and especially right? with, a, with an election coming up and, uh, I'm with you. I, you know, the economy, everything was moving along and then just one thing after another here. Do you think, though, as we continue down this path and the uh, rioting uh, subsides, you know, I, I'm one of those guys just like everybody, like every other conservative I know. Hey, protest is great. Uh, rioting is not uh, right. that, you know, once we get past this place where, uh, you know, there's a lot of chaos and uh, people are understandably saying, hey, you know, Mr. President, whoever the president is, hey, Mr. President, fix fix this thing. And uh, and so we got to get past that. And do you see uh, a, a, like an equilibrium beginning to emerge once we get? Yeah. OK. Why don't you speak to I that really a little do, bit? Doug. Yeah. I really think that Pennsylvania is still going to fall between within the margin of error. Uh, uh, in November, it's going to be that close again. And the reason I say that is, is, you know, Joe Biden hasn't done a lot. He hasn't had to. He's been very quiet. And the Trump uh, campaign has not spent a dime in Pennsylvania right. defining Joe Biden. When somebody like AOC is a key contributor and advisor to his 
environmental uh, strategy. I have to tell you how devastating that is in Pennsylvania. Uh, we're, we're a coal mining state. Mm -hmm. uh, we are a fracking state. And she was actually on social media making fun of the fact that people were losing their jobs in Pennsylvania during the lockdown. Yeah. So when I look at things like that, that shows me that there's a lot of room for the president to improve if he doesn't get into his own way. I sort of get a sense from people in PA that there's a bit, you know, Trump's problem is that his game is always on. And I think that fatigues people. Mm. And I worry about Trump fatigue in some ways. But but I will tell you, Doug, you know, he was in Pennsylvania about three weeks ago now, maybe even a month when he was in the Lehigh Valley, this Allentown area. It's the third most populous section of the state behind Pittsburgh and Philadelphia. And he had a an event in Allentown and the public was not allowed in. OK, but there were people lining the highways for at least two miles just to get a glimpse of his caravan coming in. Mm -hmm. That is passion and enthusiasm yeah. that I think ignores to his benefit. Yeah. How about it? And, you know, you talk about he's always on and I I've had that same experience as I think we all have with the tweets and, and you're thinking, oh, oh, you know, probably not that. Uh, but uh, but there's also an element where we recognize that the liberals are always on and there is no truce. You know, the only truce we get is when we cave and they advance, you know, so we have right. to push back on them. And we we all as conservatives see that now. And so to have him be always on. I think it's a much greater benefit than a detriment to some of those things he may say or whatever else, because he's a he's a continual fighter. And that is the when you talk about the base and people are excited to see him. I think that's a huge part of it. So, yeah, we'll see. I think that I think that's true, especially, uh, you know, he's starting to kick in his rallies again. You know, by the way, it's OK to peacefully protest with thousands of people, but to not have a political rally. Uh, somehow that threatens the health of everybody in America. I'll never yeah. understand that uh, yeah. double standard. But the enthusiasm, you raise a really good point. The enthusiasm in Pennsylvania for Trump is remarkable. And mm. the reason I tell, I'll give you a couple examples, okay? Looking at the primary election results in Pennsylvania, Trump got over a million votes and he didn't even really have any competition and there's no reason for people to come up, out it was the middle of the pandemic. As we know, mail-in votes tend to lean more toward Democrats. He got over a million votes for no reason, when you mm -hmm. really think about it, other right. than people wanted to brave the storm to get through to vote for this man. Now, on the other side, Democratic votes outnumbered uh, the Republican votes, but there's a reason for that. Bernie Sanders is still on the ballot, mm. okay? And right. um, quite frankly, Democratic uh, candidates on the ballot in the primary that weren't Joe Biden racked up over 20% of the vote in Pennsylvania. So what does that tell you? If Democrats are still, I mean, Bernie in, endorsed him. Bernie mm -hmm. saying vote for him. Bernie still, still took 20%. Yeah. Right. Right. How about and so, it? Yeah. And so Doug, I will tell you that everywhere I go in Pennsylvania, just like four years ago, I, I don't just see Trump signs. I see homemade Trump signs. Right. I have seen one Biden sign, one, and that was on social media. I've yeah. never seen one up close. Yeah, yeah. How about it? How about it? No, that's a, that's a great point. And I, I saw that in many other states running up to 2016 is very encouraging. Let's look at this next slide, too. I just wanted to 
uh, keep having this conversation about where we yeah. are, uh, you know, mood of the country. Um, uh, you know, we've covered some of this ground already. Uh, obviously, there's, you know, when you're the president, a lot falls on you and uh, it's all it all gets tied together. But what, what do you see in here and what do you think it's going to look like as we go forward? Well, I just think it's natural for the numbers to go up, saying that when you look at cable news and you read newspapers, especially in Pennsylvania, there aren't any really significant conservative news outlets in the state. Mm. There are conservative news advocates, but no really, you know, we have one very small conservative newspaper. I'm not surprised to see any of that. I, mm. I continue to think when things start to level out, when we get into summertime, when people decide they need a break from all this, I think you're going to see his job approval numbers go up. The farther away we get from lockdown, the more people feel normal as jobs come back. I, you know, I think that's the high watermark for mm -hmm. how bad things are for Trump right now. I really see them evening out considerably. And again, I keep everything I know about uh, presidential politics in Pennsylvania. It's going to be a tight one. I'm not going to pick pick a winner right now. Oh, come on, Dave. I was going to ask you to commit <laughs> here in a minute. So that's all right. I, maybe I'll let you off the hook. We'll see. Hey, so just let's talk real quick, though, about the demographics of the state. You know, I've heard it said that sure. Pennsylvania is is uh, Philadelphia and Pittsburgh with Alabama in between. And, you know, in Illinois, we have our own, you know, kind of right. two state thing working as well. But, uh, speak to that a little bit and how you see that impacting things. And, and maybe that just goes to what we're talking about with this super loyal base out there, uh, that you don't get picked, you know, doesn't pick up in the Metro areas, but speak to that a little bit. Yeah, sure. Uh, that was a statement made uh, by James Carville years ago. Uh, I guess I live in Alabama because I live in the Harrisburg area, smack dab in the middle of the state. Right. right. Uh, you know, and but but the, the dynamic has changed due to years of frustration with the in, within the electorate. I mean, that is how Trump won four years ago. Now, uh, what we had was a depressed turnout in Philadelphia but a monstrous turnout in Western Pennsylvania, including Pittsburgh, including the Pittsburgh metropolitan area. So while you do see that T in Pennsylvania, the lower left corner all the way up to Erie, counties and municipalities that traditionally were Reagan Democrats years ago, but had cash ballots for Barack Obama, all went to Trump. They all went to Trump because they liked his message on saving jobs, saving energy jobs, and they felt disenfranchised. And that's why I think at the end of the day that uh, I think he's going to have a hearty turnout. I, mm -hmm. see, I think Democrats capped in the primary. I think Republicans were just getting started in the primary. I think they're going to come out to vote for this guy, especially when they start to define Joe Biden and what he wants to do on issues related to energy and the environment. Yeah, yeah. I'll talk a little bit more about that piece, too. I was going to ask you this whole thing about, you know, what Trump said and did in 2016 to win. And then your opinion of where he is with that now, what he needs to do to win in 2020, uh, you know, relative to the folks in Pennsylvania. Well, I think in many ways he's definitely listening to his pollsters right now because he's framing himself as the law and order uh, president. And I think that'll actually play well in many areas across Pennsylvania, uh, even surprisingly in the Southeast. If you think Democrats in 
suburban Philadelphia want to see all that unrest and watch the city of Philadelphia be destroyed, Democrats are crazy because that's just not the case. When if you are from Pennsylvania and let's just say you live in Bucks County or Chester County, one of those ring counties that have uh, have consistently gone Democrat uh, over the past decade, they are horrified about what is happening in Philadelphia because they view that city as their city too. Okay. So they are not, they are not necessarily saying we're against peaceful protesting in Philadelphia. We're against the destruction that's taking place. We're against the whole idea of defunding police. Mm -hmm. Uh, And by the way, we like lower energy costs. We like where we are as a Commonwealth and we like what Donald Trump brought to the table. His messaging when he's been in Pennsylvania has been the same Mm -hmm. jobs, jobs, jobs. I will save energy jobs. And now when he adds the law and order component to it, a lot of people if he just doesn't trip up, Doug, if he right. doesn't trip up with his Twitter. <laughs> yeah, no, I get you. Yeah, it's just so I, frustrating. Yeah, let's go to this last slide real quick. It kind of it kind of gets to what we're uh, what you're getting to there with the, uh, you know, where we are by region, right. too, you know, and, and, you, and you can see the favorable moving down in the rural, but not like, you know, let's just get goes to what you're saying. It's just it's it's hanging tough and, on some level, you know, that the rest is dropping off. Anything you want to add on this on this? Uh, I just know, I just know, this doesn't surprise me in the least. Again, I think this is the bottom for Mm -hmm. Trump. I Mm -hmm. I think he has nowhere to go but up. I can only tell you anecdotally, I've spoken to quite a few Bernie Sanders supporters who say they can't vote for Biden, they'd rather stay home. And, you know, when you look at that 23% of Democrats that voted against Joe Biden in the primary, You just can't assume they're all going to Joe Biden. That's right. You you just can't. And Tulsi Gabbard took 3% in Pennsylvania. Tulsi Gabbard. Yeah, how about it? And every one of those Tulsi Gabbard voters are Republicans. Yeah. So they're going to vote for Trump, too. So I look at these numbers. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised about anything here. Hopefully it lights a fire under the Trump campaign to be Mm -hmm. a little bit more disciplined and focus on on polling-tested messaging, and they get their candidate to— to I think be measured now's not a time for him to freak out it's time mm-hmm. for him to be measured yeah. and and define himself as as to why he's not a democrat yeah absolutely and I think that that whole piece about the enthusiasm is so crucial because you cannot no candidate's going to win the presidency by telling people oh you should be excited about beating the other guy you know you got to get right. people excited about you being the president right and you winning and and doing what you're going to do so uh yeah so i i couldn't agree with you more i'm optimistic i i'm going to put all that together dave and and put you down as a prediction that trump's going to win by 4 no i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> well, look 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 until <laughs> look all the stars aligned for yeah. him uh 4 years ago to win pennsylvania including a really bad candidate yeah. Um, and, and I still am not convinced they have a good candidate Absolutely. four years later. Right. You know, but, but he has a record. So, look, if I had to pick, you know, if you put me in a corner and said, who do you think is going to win? I still think he ekes it out. I, yeah. I, I really, really do. But yeah. it could go either way. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for your time today, Dave. Really appreciate the insights and all you've done over the years. And uh, I'm sure we'll have you back on the show. Uh, we got more polling coming up. And uh, we'll get that off to you and and get your comments. So thanks for being on. Hey, Doug, thanks for having me. You guys take care. All right, good. 
Well, okay, that's our show for today. Thanks so much for tuning in and for supporting conservative media. So don't ever forget, working together and staying diligent, we conservatives can bring our country back to true greatness. So until next time, let's all keep praying that God will continue to bless America. Until next time. First Right, a new kind of news summary without liberal slant. Every morning, in your inbox, always free. Subscribe now at restorationofamerica.com slash first right or text first right to 1-312-820-9167.